confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello everyone and welcome to Blogging Theology. Today I am delighted to talk again to Dr. Musharraf Hussein. You're most welcome, sir. I'm delighted, Paul. Salam to you. Um, Dr. Hussein, for those who don't know, uh, came to Britain from Pakistan in 1966 with his parents to the Yorkshire town of Halifax, where he memorized the Quran, learnt Tajweed and basic Arabic. After completing a degree in biochemistry at Aston University, he went on to gain a science doctorate. He worked as a scientist until 1990 and then decided to dedicate himself to serving the Muslim community. In 2009, he was awarded an OBE for his services to community relations in Britain. And in 2019, he was awarded the Imam Wal Amal Special Award by the Muslim News for his translation of the Quran. By the way, this is it, the Majestic Quran, Guidance and Good News for the Mindful. So get your copy. Today, uh, Dr. Hussein has kindly agreed to talk about, now this is really interesting, how scientific studies show the positive effects of moral and spiritual intelligence on human well-being and how the findings show that the Quran's teaching on moral and spiritual values like kindness, generosity, forgiveness, and prayer have a positive impact on human health and welfare. It's a very, very interesting subject. So would you like to introduce us to the subject, sir? Assalamu alaikum, Paul, and your wonderful viewers. Um, I believe that religion and Islam in particular, are about actually developing us, developing uh, our sense of understanding, first, who we are, what is our identity, where we come from, where are we going, and what is the purpose and meaning of life? I think that is the really ultimate purpose uh, of uh, religion, so that we can dedicate and we can truly value and recognize and realize 
the creator, the Lord who sent us on this world. So it's really about uh, enabling us, empowering us. It's about actually educating us. Now, that on one side. Now let's look at the British educational system. What does it do? I remember, you know, my uh, teacher, Mrs. Kelly in the primary school, how we were taught the verbs, the grammar, uh, how we were taught how to do the arithmetics. Uh, and then in the secondary school, the principles of science and uh, history, of mainly about British monarchs, actually. That's what history oh, really? meant. Okay. Yes, history. <laughs> because uh, you see, Britain is of course the center of the whole universe. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, everything began here and, Everything was founded and discovered here. Uh, so we had this amazing uh, history, uh, you know, uh, teachers. Oh, I, I love discovered by Muslims first and then rediscovered by the British, <laughs> who then just conveniently forgot that actually other people had discovered it first. But hey. Yes. Well, so, uh, so in secondary school, we had these amazing lessons in history, science. Um, and then in, 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 in university, uh, you know, three years of studying biomedical sciences, looking at the anatomy, the biology, the physiology, the pharmacology, even, you know, how drugs work. How does, how does your aspirin actually uh, bring about that relief of pain and getting rid of your inflammation? How does it do that? You know, all those functions. And what I saw, you know, in those 15 years of the British, going through the British education system was it was actually preparing me to solve problems. It was preparing me to understand the physical world, how, uh, you know, the, uh, the plants photosynthesize and produce the glucose molecule. How do they use water, the sun, uh, and all those amazing minerals to produce uh, all kinds of uh, weird and wonderful uh, chemicals? You know, can you imagine, uh, uh, Paul, a, a, a single leaf of a plant it can produce something like 4,000 different chemicals. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> you, know, you know, for human beings to produce one chemical, that is ammonia, that is, uh, you know, the fertilizer, oh, we yeah. have to have acres and acres of factory to produce just one right. chemical. <laughs> but look at, you know, this, this little leaf has the capability of producing something like 4,000 different chemicals. You know, the tobacco leaf is well known and researched, okay? That has at least 4,000 different chemicals. You know, that is the magic, the miracle uh, of God. So uh, what I'm uh, comparing is here we have the British education system, which is preparing me and preparing our children and our um uh, students and our citizens to be able to understand the world around us so that we can solve the problems. And that is what seriously scientists do. You know, we look at uh, how can we help to solve this? I, I, my own PhD was about how do we, uh, you know, find some ways of treating diabetes, for example, looking yeah. at the mechanism of insulin secretion. How does that little yeah. glucose molecule uh, yeah. uh, excite uh, the beta cells to secrete the and stimulate them to produce uh, and and to secrete insulin so these mm. are so we're what we're looking at is education is about helping us to solve problems mm. but of course it's all about the physical world the outward world right well, i believe that islam like other religions is also preparing us mentally and inwardly to actually get some very deep understandings deep understandings about 
the nature of human beings. Mm -hmm. And this is why I don't believe philosophers or scientists actually can solve us and help us in understanding who we are, where mm -hmm. are we going? Uh, so uh, poor Darwin and or, or Dawkins are not going to be able to tell us where we come from. What is the nature of human beings? What is the purpose of human beings on this earth? We're not going to ha have that because it really is something which is to do with the unseen, the ghaib, the, the, the in inner world, the world that is beyond the conscious. Uh, mm. And and now you know we're in a we're at a, our scientific and neuroscientific learning is at such a stage that they're able to actually see the conscious through the MRI through the brain sort of scanning. You know we're able to actually see what is happening at that level. Uh, right. We're able to. So that is why, I, so my, my thesis and what I'm proposing is, and, and I think a lot of, as I say, a lot of uh, uh, believing scientists are now beginning to see this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Amazing connection between what we call the moral intelligence and the right. spiritual intelligence. So that is the, uh, the, the reason I talked about the British education system is that our British education system is actually creating an amazing intelligence in us to be able to understand the world. That's what mm -hmm. it's all about, isn't it? So the uh, higher your IQ is, you're able to get to the best courses, the best universities, and you can then solve the problems in a better way. That's an intelligence, okay, to do with the outer world. But what about the intelligence that I need to be a human being, mm. loving, caring, forgiving, patient, thankful, appreciative, uh, and someone who is really pleasant. How do you do that? Well, we believe that from the very beginning, you know, God has been guiding humanity. And that is what is known as the moral intelligence, the spiritual yeah. intelligence. And some you know, social scientists now call that social intelligence as well. But I think, you know, for believers, social intelligence is actually moral and spiritual intelligence. So my, you know, definition, I'll, I'll do the definition further on, on my next slide. Mm, okay, so we'll have a look at the uh, okay. first slide. So, Thank you. Yeah, the, so here, you know, we're looking at some scientific studies. And when I say some scientific studies, I'm looking at uh, when I wrote this paper back in uh, 2012, uh, th there were more than 500 um, different scientific studies that were actually showing how moral values like kindness, how spiritual intelligence like devotion and worship uh, and mm. contemplation and meditation have positive impact on human well-being. Okay, so th th that was then, but now I'm sure there will be thousands more scientific papers. Yeah, and, and on the next slide, um, I'll, I'll, I'll share that with you. Yeah, the next slide. So my argument is this, that the Quran makes development of moral and spiritual intelligence mandatory. Mm. So um, 
Now, that's a big claim, and some people might uh, raise their eyebrows, but no, it's mm. not uh, It's not unfounded. It is very, because, you know, if you look at, what does the Quran say? Believers seek help through patience and prayer. Okay? Uh, and then it says, Believers, be patient. And also encourage each other to be patient. Ushkuru, be thankful. Okay. Wafiru, wafu, forgive others. And so on. So, what are these? These are moral values which the Quran is actually commanding. So, when the Quran uses the imperative, well, that is that makes it compulsory for the believer to do. So, what I'm showing here to you is that, yes, of course the moral imperatives, the spiritual imperatives in the Qur'an are actually mandatory. A Muslim must carry out these duties. Just like Aqeemus Salah, pray, Wa'atuz Zakah, and give Zakat are mandatory. Why isn't being patient? Why isn't being thankful? Why isn't being forgiving? Why isn't being modest? not mandatory, when the Qur'an uses exactly the same imperative uh, form of the verb. So therefore, yes, they are imperatives. Now, scientific evidence shows, in fact, you know, whereas uh, the legal uh, imperatives in the Qur'an, the ulama are, are almost agreed on that there are around about 500 verses of the Qur'an known as the ayatul ahkam you know, the verses that deal with legal side of our lives, just 500 out of 6,200 odd verses. Yet, um, the verses to do with patience, with forgiveness, with moral and spiritual intelligence are actually in thousands. Wow. Okay, so, wow. so that's my that's my argument. So next point I make here is that, that, so here we have lots of scientific evidence now that shows that moral intelligence and and spiritual intelligence are actually hardwired in human beings and they have a positive impact on your well-being so what are we saying here is very simply this that uh, you know the these research uh, on on, um, on on moral behavior mm. is now proving almost almost a direct relationship between for example you know, and I'll give you more detailed examples later of, for example, people who are appreciative, thankful, and they value whatever is given to them. Uh, they right. actually acknowledge when something is given to them, they acknowledge that this is good and they feel something in it. Uh, you know, they, they feel positive about it. What the researchers have been able to show is correlation between, you know, that feeling of appreciation, of thankfulness, gratitude, and well-being. How do you measure well-being? Well, you know, in, in, in science, there are in, in biochemistry, for example, which is my field, there are many ways you can actually measure human well-being. And some of those things are like looking at the levels of hormones, like cortisol. Now, cortisol is a stress hormone. When you are stressed, the levels of cortisol are raised, and of obviously, when you're relaxed, calm, uh, and and and, and uh, uh, relaxed, the, the levels fall. So, by measuring the levels of cortisol, you can actually show, uh, you know, that something has happened. The, you know, to the stress, it has gone down. And of course, blood pressure, 
uh, and and uh, cardiac output. Uh, and of course, there are other ways of measuring and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll share those with you. So there is the scientific evidence that is showing a direct correlation between moral intelligence, spiritual intelligence, and uh, the uh, well-being uh, parameters that, you know, I've just mentioned some of them. So I, I therefore conclude that, you know, Quranic teachings do have a very firm scientific foundation. Uh, and and uh, not that, you know, we believe God speaks the truth, the scripture, you know, the Bible, the New Testament, the Old Testament, uh, the Quran, uh, and other religious scriptures, uh, all actually um, impose uh, and and expect their followers to have these to develop this moral and spiritual intelligence. Okay, so we now move to yeah. the. Um, so what is what what do we mean by spiritual intelligence? Well, this is my definition of spiritual intelligence. It comes from my book, The Seven Steps to Spiritual Intelligence, uh, which is published by Cube. Uh, and spiritual intelligence is understanding the meaning and purpose of life. Practices that enhance human connection with God and help human beings to become divine representatives with godlike character and moral values. The spiritual person is able to see beyond the physical and material world. And that is why I said poor Darwin, uh, Darwin or poor Dawkins will not be able to see because they are blinded. You know, they are blind in the sense they have no, you know, uh, they are unwilling to accept this spiritual and beyond the physical. Okay, they can't see something beyond that, and uh, and of course, uh, it's it's not unscientific to believe in the invisible, the unseen, because uh, yeah. you know that that is you know well known. Okay, let me. So that is what what we mean by is, is that okay, Paul? The I I've just defined spiritual. Uh, I, I, th no, thank you for that. That's just very interesting indeed. It's interesting that the often uh, some Muslims talk about the scientific miracles of the Quran, meaning. You know the extraordinary statements about, say, the expanding universe, or uh, descriptions of the embryo, or uh, you know the, the the difference between salt water and fresh water, and so on. And these are remarkable. I I agree. But this is a very different take. Is actually looking at uh, uh, other uh, other facets of the Quran's um, seemingly scientific statements, or statements that are corroborated, I should say, by by so the recent scientific research. This is a refreshing, different approach to science and the Quran than the usual one that I hear. Uh, and it's, it's, it's ongoing. It's actually, it's, it's very recent. It's, it's actually happening now. And, wow. and, and places uh, like America and, and the research laboratories, they are particularly new to science. You know, the, uh, there is a huge interest uh, because it's about well-being, and as as the uh, the communities in the West age, um, you know, they're more concerned about the well-being, uh, and and what they're beginning to see is that the more closer uh, the communities are with their religion, and they have moral and spiritual intelligence, there is proof and evidence now to show that their well-being and their health is is is, is better. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you very much for, for that. So, uh, yeah, back to the slides then. Yes. Well, this is the next one about moral intelligence. Uh, moral intelligence is the knowledge and skills for having a godlike character. Now, can I just uh, clarify this? My, some of my brothers might say that, well, this is very shirky, isn't it? This is shirk, <laughs> godlike character. W what do we mean there is actually, you know, which is 
we are expected to acquire the divine attributes. Why yeah. does Allah talk about his beautiful names of Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Al-Ghafoor, Al-Shukur, Al-Subur? Why does he talk about that he is patient, he's the most appreciative and rewarding, that he is, you know, the most kind and compassionate and Al-Kareem, the general? Why? Because God wants us to be like that. Right. And, but the difference between when I say, you know, we uh, having God-like character, what we mean is, of course, when we are kind and then there is Allah who is kind. Well, there's a world of difference between Allah's kindness and my kindness. Yeah, no? First of all, it's very limited. It is, it, And it is also a gift from God mm-hmm. bestowed upon me. It is mm-hmm. temporary. It's fleeting. <laughs> Whereas... Mm-hmm. God's kindness is, of course, Qadim. It is from ever and forever. And it, ha- it, is, it, it is his personal kindness. It is not bestowed on him. So mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to clarify that before yeah, people... Clarification. I think it would be... Yeah, I can, see, I can see some people might have misunderstood what you meant by that. But I think you've, you've clarified perfectly uh, the Quranic understanding. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the whole idea of moral intelligence is actually to have that knowledge and skills, you know, that help us to have godlike character of compassion, mm. patience, forgiveness, justice, controlling the ego to manage anger, arrogance, greed and jealousy. That mm. is amazing intelligence, to be honest. This is this intelligence, Paul, is far more difficult and far more powerful, far more worthier then the intelligence that our education system is able to develop in the best graduates of Oxford and Cambridge. Mm. Seriously. And this um, intelligence is far more valuable, you know, t- because it makes us truly who we are human beings. Mm. You know, whereas um, our great prime minister of the past learned his you know, skills from Oxford University and Eton School, you know, uh, and, and we saw how miserably he failed because whereas this intelligence, if he had this intelligence, he would still be the prime minister. He would still have these amazing, you know, qualities to serve humanity uh, and, mm. and goodness, you know. So I, I think really... Uh, you know the, the ability to solve economic problems uh, and our and and, and our uh, technological problems uh, and our political problems is one but until and unless it is actually uh, underpinned by moral intelligence really has far less value and this is why i think one of the down problems with our education system is it lacks moral and spiritual intelligence it doesn't pay enough attention to it uh, and, uh, and 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 I, I just I think this is one of the biggest uh, negative things about our modern education system. Anyway, let's move on to uh, showing that the role of religion, the role of Quran and the Sunnah, mm-hmm. the role of Islam, is about developing this amazing intelligence. And, and, now, and just, sorry, sorry, before you continue, if I may, just make a quick point. I mean, this is something uh, as you've already stressed that. Uh, these values which are found in the Quran that are, are found in other religions as well and this this helps to uh, make connections social cohesion social bonds with 
people in Britain and well, in other of course. countries. Yeah. Rather than be seeing it as an alien other, actually yeah. the Crown is, is promoting, endorsing and recommending values which are, are of our shared humanity. Uh, well, at, these at, are universal uh, values, Paul. Universal values. They're universal. There, there so is, Islam does not claim monopoly over them. <laughs> you know, we have no monopoly. In fact, you know, I, I will talk later on perhaps that, uh, you know, Aristotle talked about the four cardinal virtues Mm. And, and and Imam Ghazali, rahmatullah the great Muslim um, uh, theologian, and also Ibn Masquia, one of the greatest Muslim uh, philosopher in ethics, um, mm. also not only endorsed what Aristotle had talked about the four moral uh, virtues, but he expanded that into ten moral uh, values from the Muhammadan Sallallahu's Sirah, okay, and from Islam and from the Quran. Yeah, no? yeah, these are universal values. We we are actually. Yeah. This is shared between the Hindus, between the Christians, between the Buddhists, between the Muslims. All yeah. of them uh, share these. And, and that in, in many ways actually shows the universality of religious values and the significance okay. of religion, really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to point out, you know, this is just to, because we're going to be talking a bit about neuroscience, it's important to know what parts of the brain do what. Um, it's well known now that the prefrontal cortex, this is the forehead and what lies behind it, the cortex just immediately behind my forehead. Uh, you know, this is actually concerned with social thinking, awareness uh, mm. and, and, and uh, uh, really about self-control as well. And it's very interesting, you know, the Quran talks about um, um, Abu Jahal having nasiyatan mm. kaadheba. You know, the Quran talks about his forelocks, his forehead as being one that was in error because <laughs> he was thinking wrongly. You know, he was misguided. He had lost his self-control and the, the understanding of his own purpose and meanings by being in opposition to the Prophet Anyway, that's social thinking. And then, you know, we have different parts of the brain actually doing different things. And how do we know that? Well, what scientists do is when a if, if a, for example, in an operation, if particular part of the brain um, dies or is chopped off or you will see that a particular function goes missing. And from that, you know, it's deduced that, oh, well, that is this this particular function. Uh, for example, for you know, one incident, very famous one, is about modesty, you know, sense of decency, of heya. Mm. Now, that is particularly contro controlled by amygdala here, which, you know, and when certain patients who lacked that, what they found in them was, they had completely lost self-control. They became gluttonous and they also became very sort of uh, promiscuous <laughs> almost, you know, uh, propositioning even to their brothers and sisters. And, you know, they lost that because they had lost that particular part of the brain that controls sense of decency and modesty. So here we have, you know, this idea that, yes, in the brain are centers which control different parts of our um, moral uh, different moral values, okay? Uh, you know, altruism is, is, is uh, something which is, uh, which actually all religions promote, which very simply means being selfless and giving for the benefit of others, really. Uh, you know, many people would think, 
you know, Dawkins often talks about the selfish gene. He says, no, 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 there isn't anything called altruism. There is nothing called philanthropy. There isn't generosity. There isn't the sense of being good to others. We're just being selfish. We're doing it because we're going to get something in return. No, that's not true, actually. Uh, the, the reality is that human beings are, you know, uh, always, we always want to, except if you're a psychopath, actually, and, that, and, and it's been shown with psychopaths. And that's about one in a million, you know, psychopaths, okay? Uh, as Mengzi, Mengzi the, uh, uh, the, the, the Chinese philosopher said, all men have mind which cannot bear to see the suffering of others. And even when we talk about the psychopaths, even they actually have some kind of uh, sense of uh, compassion as well. So, yes, this is the reality. You know, this is we are hardwired to be kind and compassionate. Can I just ask you, you put a, um, a quote there from the Prophet Muhammad upon him. He said, you are not a believer until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. What is the meaning of the word brother in that context, do you think? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I think we, we should take that brother and a sister. Uh, we should also take it in, in a wider context, not right. just Muslim brother, to be honest. Uh, I think um, we are brothers uh, with all human beings um, right. in, in the sense, you know, when the Quran says, innamal mu'minuna ikhwatun, Believers are brothers and sisters to each other. That's a Quranic verse. Um, absolutely. Meaning that they, j just like a blood brother and sister have another level of mm. fraternity and, 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 and closeness. Yeah. We have a, we are children of Adam salam. And therefore, we are brothers and sisters with our Japanese, with our Chinese, with our yeah. Indian brothers and sisters. We are actually all brothers and sisters uh, in that sense. I, I, I just want to clarify because the word their brother is ambiguous. I mean, does it mean blood brother? Does it mean just Muslims, brothers, sisters? Or does it have that wider... Human being, human beings. It means human I beings. Think it's, it's, it's really it's human beings, to be honest. Yeah, it's important that that, that is understood because um, it shows that, as you say, the universality of the Prophet's teaching. Yes, He's not yeah. just uh, focused on one particular group uh, in this saying anyway. Thank you. Okay. Um, now, as I said, we are hardwired. What do we mean by hardwired? Well, this is precisely what I mean by this. Now, this is just an example. Uh, this is this this slide shows you, uh, you know, the human uh, nerves uh, and and, or, and and how you know the nerves are linked together by the axon and how they have these dendrites and how many of them do we have in our brains? Well, there will be billions and billions of them. Uh, mm -hmm. of, of these nerves. This is what the grey matter is all about, actually. It's, it's these um, nerves carrying signals from one part to the other, uh, and then all of them interconnecting. So you can see the connections are in billions as well, and that yeah. is what makes it so complicated uh, and, and, and so versatile and so powerful. That I know. I've, I've actually seen uh, uh, on Twitter, of all places, uh, uh, occasionally you see actual footage, uh, obviously very recently filmed, of, uh, of, of these uh, cell bodies, and you can see them interacting, is it like in, in water or That's something? Right. And well, it's yes. Really it's really extraordinary how and you think, wow, that this is this is clearly not random. This is, but in my view, obviously by design. It has such sophistication and eloquence, elegance, and 
uh, and intelligence even. You feel that they're purposefully interacting. And, and th this is this is a, a meaningful designed environment and activity. At least that's how it appears to me. Absolutely. It, it, and of course, with the modern sort of devices of uh, magnetic uh, uh, resonance imaging, MRI, mm. uh, you can actually begin to actually um, see the color changes as you know the chemicals move uh, and interact with each other uh, mm. it's just amazing really and and um, again uh, it's 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 a marvelous it, it is and when we say marvelous we mean it's magical it's actually uh, miraculous uh, really it, um, do, it, do, it does seem miraculous it, it does seem extraordinary remarkable uh, you know it's not just oh it's just a bit of the world around us no it, it looks remarkable and astonishing mm -hmm. and science has uncovered this for us something it was before it was the unseen it was hidden from mm -hmm. us and now we can actually observe it happening which is remarkable yeah. well I, I i i'm here showing you some another hormone uh oxytocin is a very well-known uh, in in biochemistry and and and, and uh, it's a hormone that is really uh, responsible for um, dilating and ex uh, relaxing the muscles. Uh, and again, what what they've been able to uh, show, uh, you know, in in, in um, research is that uh, when we uh, when we show, for example, uh, when we show generosity. What do we mean by generosity? Generosity literally means to give others uh, with, without them asking. You give it without expecting anything in return. You give it freely, freely as well. So it's giving freely, freely without being asked for it and without expecting anything in return. Okay, that is called generosity. And, uh, you know, we often exercise that. For, for example, when you donated money for the floods in Pakistan, you don't know those uh, poor people who've been affected. You will never see them ever in your life. You don't expect even a thank you, okay? You're just doing it because you believe, uh, you know, in being good and kind uh, because they're your, what we're just talking about, your brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah. next door. Yes, they're four, 5,000 miles away, but they are your brothers and sisters. There mm. is something telling you inside that, look, that's my brother and sister. I need to help them. Uh, and, and this is what I can do. I can send them 50 pounds so that they can have a whole month's food. Uh, when you do that, uh, Paul, what happens is you get a release of this oxytocin. Oh. And, and so, again, you can measure this, you see. Wow. So when when you when you when you've done a, a charitable action like that, and you can take your blood samples and show, wow, you know the oxytocin went up, <laughs> and you also feel inside you, you know, you feel much relaxed, calm, uh, you feel good. Mm. That is, you know, that that is almost, you know, the Quran saying, "In ahsantum ahsantum li anfusikum." And you, I, I'm sorry, you're about to quote the Quran. I beg your yeah, when you do good, you are the first Benny fishery of it. Wow. <laughs> so, so it, you, whenever you do any good, I'm sure you know all of us have experienced that. Whenever we do good, you know we feel something good about it. We are the ones who benefit first and foremost. Your blood pressure goes down. Okay, your heart rate comes down. Your cortisol levels will come down. You will have more of this oxytocin. Okay, and you'll begin to love and care. You know, and of course, this is a, a, a this is a hormone of love. And if we don't have hormone enough of that, of that I like that. hormone, I like that expression, hormone of love. That's a good one.
<laughs> yes, and seriously, you know, and and I, I think when we see that our world is is lacking love, and I was and just going to say, love, I mean, compassion and care for yeah. others. That's what love means, you know. In, in the Quran, the word is The believers intensely love God. The word hub, hub, hub. You know, is is is, is loving, uh, and and but what that very simply means, you know, it's being compassionate, loyal, uh, and 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 uh, willing to help and willing to be mm. with others. Really, that's what it is. And and I think when we lose that and we're competitive, and and we in in, in a world that is run by economists, politicians who only know econom economics the best. Uh, and and who only know how to make profit and how to compete successfully and 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 be big rivals, uh, yeah. you know. And uh, then of course we're going to be lacking oxytocin, <laughs> motherly love. Well, what, what, what I was thinking of saying uh, on on a social level, absolutely. But on the individual level, you say that our acts of loving kindness can um, trigger or uh, that this uh, oxytocin. Um, uh, biochemical reaction, but I was just wondering about the opposite. If acts of, of uh, selfishness or of uh, anger, in a negative sense, um, yeah. or, or, or uh, another kind of uh, bad actions, mm -hmm. what kind of a biochemical effect do they have on us? Presumably, they do. And it's interesting that th mm -hmm. these uh, higher uh, th these higher virtues have a biochemical. Uh, effect on our bodies and you mentioned blood pressure and, and other things and of course, oh, yes I'll, I'll talk about that later on actually it's, it's, it's on. you are jumping uh, lots Sorry. of slides there <laughs> so okay you know and and uh, you know this next slide uh, what i'm saying is uh, why religious stories and parables are very effective in developing the good character and positive uh, behavior. Psychologists believe that hearing a vividly told story about kind behavior yes. has the same emotional impact as actually seeing the act itself. And wow. it encourages you. You know, uh, uh, the other day I, I, I uh, read this story and actually in Urdu and then I've translated it into English. Uh, it's mm. about a this um, uh, this uh, very spiritual writer who goes to a on a spiritual retreat in the desert in in Sindh. Sindh is of course the the, the eastern southern province of Pakistan, and it has a very big desert called Thar. So he says he does his uh, spiritual retreats in the desert of Thar, uh, wow. and he wasn't very far from the settlements, uh, which. Uh, you know, and and it, what would happen is uh, people, you know, would pass by, and there was a young um, boy, uh, perhaps 15, 16 years old. He would pass by every day, uh, and he would be carrying on his head a basket full of melons, which he would be selling in some other settlements or the market town nearby. Mm. But and behind him was always a little girl. Uh, you know, gayfully, you know, walking, dancing, prancing behind him always. Uh, and one day, you know, he says, I, I, I stopped him and bought a melon from him and said to him, okay, look, well, what I see is your sister, uh, who's only five, six years old, why don't you get her to walk in front of you so you can see that she's safe? Why are you keeping her behind you? Mm-hmm. And he says something really moving. He said, 
You know, when I'm walking, the sun is on my face and the basket that I'm carrying makes a big shadow. And I want my sister to be in that shadow. Oh, what a lovely, yes, that's very powerful. Oh, and and he said, and then he went on to say, "I and I don't leave her behind at home because she's an orphan. We haven't got mother and father. I'm the only one, and I want her to be, you know, in my shade." Mm, mm, mm. You know that I just I I, I don't mm. know. I mean, I experienced that actually. I I like experienced. It's it's a, it's a holistic existential. It's not that you're processing information. Uh, you're mm. actually. Uh, is a human wholeness to it. And that's extraordinary. And he says, you know, Ashfaq said, his eyes began to roll with tears. He oh. couldn't just control himself. He said, right. what this desert boy taught me is something which I couldn't learn from chapters of reading about kindness. Right. Okay. What an amazing. So and that and is where, you know, telling stories like that. Yeah. And that is why the Quran tells the stories of the kindness, of generosity, mm -hmm. of certain people, and and so on. Uh, and we, see, we see this in the in the gospel, in the, the Christian gospels, anyway. The, the the stories that Jesus tells, the parables, which are basically fictional stories. They're not actual descriptions of something that happened, but they're they're, they're stories to tell uh, a message about God's loving kindness, or how we should treat our neighbors, and how to be good and compassionate. And, and these apparently, you know, had enormous uh, impact on his fellow Israelites. And, and also I'm reminded of in Islam, the, uh, the work of Rumi, the, the Mithnawi, this extraordinary Absolutely. massive poem, you know, thousands the troubadour of, of love. That's the what he is. The love, which is apparently the second most popular uh, book uh, amongst Muslims after the Quran. And it's just chock a block full of stories, just like yeah. the one you have told. Well, we could do another program on that as well. Dear, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, I love, uh, I love Rumi. I, I read a lot of him. And so the point of, you know, th th this was about, you know, th th so the psychologists believe that when we hear these vividly told stories, they actually have a, a an impact on us. Uh, they make us feel and experience. And when you've experienced something, you want to do it. So you've just, we've right. just heard about the kindness of this young boy. Uh, how he's kind to his little sister. I hope you know this moves us to be kind to others as well. So that that that's the point about you know we were saying, Jenna. Yeah, so I, I just want to sort of conclude with this. Uh, you know the scientific findings will help to raise the confidence of young Muslims in the legitimacy of science, and hence you know you know what I'm really I'm I'm using it the other way around. Not that <laughs> science gives us a legitimacy about our religion, but the other way around that, look, uh, you, you know, what our religion teaches, we, we, we have uh, what we call Ainul Yaqeen, Hakkul Yaqeen. We truly believe in it. We don't doubt it for a moment. Therefore, you know, a lot of science is good. You know, therefore, we need to study it in order to, uh, you know, of course, improve our world as well as of, of course learn the the, the mysteries uh, and and by learning uh, the the mysteries of moral values uh, how they impact us i hope it will really make us appreciate and say you know i i do need to be patient i need to learn how to be patient now that is another whole story you can learn how to do that through my book called seven steps to moral intelligence inshallah uh, and then you know these new findings will help us to overcome the growing divisions in the society and encourage joint thinking. Mm. Joint thinking here, I mean science and religion together. We yeah. have yeah. had no problems. We shouldn't have those problems either. You know, it's really uh, an amazing one uh, of... 
the, 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 yeah. this me that what you just said there about joint uh thinking so we just go back uh, if, if you were just that that previous one uh yeah um it's uh, a couple of days ago i, I read from a um a um a speech that uh prince charles as he was then the prince of wales gave on uh, islam and the west and he said one of the things that uh christianity had lost was this sense of, of joined up thinking science and religion together body and mind together but this something he said islam had retained the integral understanding of the universe where these things are together so um it's interesting that the, our current king uh in england anyway had actually yes that speech of his in 93 at oxford yes. center for islam is amazing exactly. speech to be honest and i think it just shows that he's going to be an amazingly good king who will be truly a defender of faiths not I'm only sure. christianity but inshallah islam as well but yeah. you know coming back to this whole notion about uh, the relationship between science and uh, Islam. Um, mm. We've never had this problem, actually. This is a Western problem. West has because of the church, really. Let's be honest. It's not Christianity, yeah. but it's the church's problem. Church had a problem, uh, and its it, its fathers had a problem with science, uh, and and, uh, and 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 that was because of their, you know, being blinkered. Uh, and, and and their own serious philosophical problems and others but yeah. alhamdulillah in, in this world we've never had this problem of uh, the, uh, the you know between science and and and, and religion um, and and so i'm 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 suggesting you know to our uh, uh, viewers that uh, science is a positive force mm. uh, however we need to underpin it with those amazing moral with that amazing moral and spiritual intelligence now mm -hmm. i believe that you know if we had this moral and spiritual intelligence um we would never have invented the atom bomb Gosh, the yeah. hydrogen bomb yeah, yeah. Um, even having that capability <clears throat> we would not have invented them because we would say well this is totally madness it's crazy it is yeah. mutual uh, you know destruction and it is madness of the highest order and no mm -hmm. human being should be thinking of destroying others in such a large number you know we are only quite yeah combatants so mm -hmm. if there is somebody who's pointing a gun at you you can defend yourself but mm -hmm. you can't just destroy um, uh, uh, you know cities oh. upon cities yeah, yeah, and yeah. carpet bomb them and destroy them like that that is in, this is totally uh, so so what i'm, I'm sh saying is you know we really need to understand that uh, science is a great force mm. but only great if it has that moral and spiritual uh, backing uh, in it okay Okay. Uh, there is a, another slide I, I, I wanted to share, Paul, um, uh, and um, and and that is, you know, something which Albert Einstein said: science without religion is lame, and religion without science is blind. <laughs> That's really interesting, cool, you know, because you know the Quran is always saying to us, um, uh, you know, you know, in fact, it's inviting us to observe. And, you know, and, and what is science? Science is actually observation of nature, measuring and weighing. You know, it talks about, you know, measuring and weighing and keeping balance. Akimul wasna bil kista, okay? Wala tukhsirul mizan. You know, don't play with these uh, equilibriums that God has created in the universe, okay? In, in, in the nature. Uh, so, yes, um, 
you know, we're, we're really, uh, 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 we need to remember that. And what is the benefit of thinking in this way? I think when we begin to think morally and spiritually, what will happen is, this is what will happen. You know, when we are selfish, uh, there is only uh, us and, uh, you know, the world uh, around, everybody is them, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, we're a little island, okay, of us, me, just us, or my, my little family, or my little community, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and the rest is, the rest of humanity, the sea of humanity is them, somewhere cut off. And that's where, you know, you said about the brothers. Mm. Well, the, the Prophet expanded this sense of brotherhood. He says, all this is, th th these are your brothers. <laughs> Why are you confining yourself to this little island of brothers? Mm. Go beyond. Okay. And, and it transform transforms it to this. So now them is very little. Everybody's us. You know, this is where we feel part of humanity where we feel the pain of our brothers and sisters in China, where we feel the pain of our brothers and sisters in California, where we feel the pain of our uh, brothers and sisters in New Zealand, you know, thousands of miles away. We can feel that we are all knit together in our humanity, really. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the purpose of moral and spiritual intelligence. You know, it, it develops that uh, sense of, of uh, being one. Um, I'm going to stop with that. Um, uh, and, and inshallah, on another occasion, I'll be happy to share some more, uh, you know, some of so, some more details, actually, mm. of, of s s some findings on, for example, on gratitude, inshallah, Aziz. Okay. I, I love it because one of the definitions, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, of uh, the word kufa. Uh, kufa is a word that's often banded around uh by some people meaning uh the unbelievers uh, yeah they're, they're, they're not muslims the unbelievers but it also i think uh, and uh perhaps you can uh correct this uh it has a sense of ingratitude uh there's a sense of not appreciating the gifts uh and, and this is a very important sense of kufa so anyone could be kufa in that sense we can it can be a muslim and not be grateful yes. yeah. uh, well the word kufra paul comes from the the the, the verb kafara yakfuru Kafiran and uh, and kafara in Arabic has uh, and kafir in Arabic is the farmer. Yes. Why? Because what does the farmer do? He covers up the seed. Yes. When he plows, he actually covers the seed up. Okay. And his and the problem with a, a kafir, technical kafir. Okay, that that's literal meaning of it. Technical kafir is somebody who covers up the reality of being the slave the servant and the creature of god and mm. and, and 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 someone who should be submitting he covers up that seed of truth mm. of and he covers up that actually that uh, that solemn pledge that we all made uh, in our when allah had the primordial uh, conference of the souls mm. in that conference all the souls pledged that you know when the last alastu bi rabbikum Am I not your Lord? Kalubala? All the souls said, yes, you are. That is the seed of faith that lies within our souls. And what the technical kafir does, he yeah. actually covers up that seed. 
Therefore, that seed cannot now flourish. It cannot actually grow into the, into the tree of Islam, the tree of submission and dedication to God and worship of God. And therefore, that is, that's why it's called a kafir. And yeah, um, yeah it is, it, in, in a way, it is, of course, a derogatory term. And that yeah. is why, you know, the Quran actually, uh, Paul, only in one place says, Ya ayyuhal kafirun. It says, Ya Yuhalazina Amanu, Ya Yuhannas, O people, O believers, O believers. About 80 or 90 times it says, Ya Yuhalazina Amanu. But only once does it say, Ya Yuhal Kafirun. But even that, O deniers and disbelievers, mm. only once. But even that is preceded by, Qul. Tell you, Muhammad, you tell O, o disbelievers. I am not going to worship what you worship. You are not going to worship what I worship. Why? You have your religion. I have my religion. So even there, you know, we are not we are not supposed to, uh, you know, uh, show contempt in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way, but you know, show that we accept our differences. Uh, we believe in those differences, and and we accept that. Uh, and and uh, so uh, so yes, I think we have to be very careful how we address our non-Muslim uh, friends uh, mm. and fellow citizens and neighbors uh, in 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 a way that shows that moral, uh, you know, beautiful character of a true believer of mm. of respect, really, uh, for mm. humanity. I think that's that's really very important. You know, when we talk about uh, we live in a multicultural multi-faith society islam is of course in makkah it was a multi-faith society in medina it was a multi-faith society so islam actually grew up islam yeah. was yeah. founded in that and therefore it knew how to respect when you know uh, rasulullah was uh, sitting uh, on the, uh, the with some disciples uh, and and um, a a, a a procession of funeral past the prophet immediately stood up and somebody quipped oh he's a jew and the prophet said but didn't he have a soul of a human being mm, 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 he said mm. we have to show respect he said we have to show respect to you know the 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 the, the, the it's interesting isn't it the, the so-called constitution of medina people can just google it the constitution of medina this is the uh in medina where the, the, in the prophet's time himself and it guaranteed religious freedom for non-Muslims, Jews and others, Christians and even uh, others too, uh, to practice their faith. So this yeah. was a genuine uh, multicultural, multi-religious society which guaranteed religious freedom. And this was during the time of the Prophet in Medina. He didn't have to do this, you know, but he chose to have this kind of, of society. And, and that Misaki Medina, um, um, Brother Paul, is, is just an amazing that in the 7th century, who would mm. dream of showing that kind of respect to other religions and to other um, groups of people? Uh, it, it would only be somebody who had that amazing character, moral intelligence and spiritual intelligence, that of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The last thing I want to just ask you, if you could just say a few words, if you don't mind, you mentioned the biochemical reactions uh, of uh, uh, of the the body when we uh, do uh, loving kindness uh, acts of loving kindness and um, uh, I was just asking about the contrary if we do acts of yes. selfishness or cruelty okay. or, or harshness mm. how does that impact us in our bodies in our biochemistry absolutely you know you know uh, 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 sentiments and emotions like anger 
mm. um, and and arrogance uh, certainly are well known to trigger things like the uh, the the rise of cortisol, the the, the stress hormone, uh, oh. they raise your blood pressure, uh, yeah. and and of course, uh, I'm, I'm sure many of us will have experienced this. Oh, many we don't need to say, you know, when you're angry, what happens to you? Mm. Your, your your heart rate goes up, your blood mm. pressure rises, uh, yeah. and and it, it's it's not a good state to be in. Okay, no. you feel miserable, you you feel very bad, uh, you know, and and uh, same thing with when you envy others. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and and same thing happens yeah. when you're actually um, uh, greedy as well. You know, when you're greedy, uh, mm. those uh, evokes emotions that really are miserable uh, yeah. and 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 scroogey. You know, that's what, what Scroogey yes. was about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it mm. gives you that kind of, and you live like that. Then, so yes, all those negative, and and they are mainly what what are known as the cardinal vices of. Aristotle. Aristotle yes. talks about these. And of course, our um, Muslim philosophers like Ibn Masquiyah, who was one of the greatest ethical philosophers of Islam in the 12th century, him and then, uh, of course, uh, Imam Ghazali and many others have mm. further elucidated and explained how, you know, the uh, these four cardinal vices are explained in the Quran, how they have branches. You know, they'll actually, uh, mm. arrogance isn't just one it's got dozens and in my book uh, i could have shown you actually there's a diagram where you know arrogance is what leads to belligerence you know you're picking fights um mm. you know you're being boastful um you know you're being vain and all sorts of many many other so you know these are amazing sciences and i i just wish that you know we this is why i said to you that our education system really yeah. does an amazing job in terms of um, helping me to become a great problem solver of understanding the nature and doing technological um, problem solvings and all sorts. However, it, it, it leaves the moral intelligence and the spiritual intelligence raw uh, mm -hmm. and underdeveloped to such an extent that, you know, we can't even, oh, we can't even control our, uh, you know, obsessions. And we've become very selfish. And I think this is one of the tragedies of the Generation Z, uh, who is, is, is almost deprived of moral and spiritual intelligence. Uh, and, and this is really very dangerous. And I, I hope, you know, we, we Muslims should really be spreading uh, the, the moral and spiritual intelligence uh, and of the Prophet, وسلم, the seerah, the akhlaq. Okay, that is what it is. It's a great... And this has got to be one of the, the the surely one of the reasons why Muslims are are now uh, s s such an important part of the West, uh, Europe and America is actually to as you say it's not a, it's not a novelty what you're talking about it's not a new thing it is found in other religions yes. but it's been lost largely been lost uh, because of secularization and falling away from faith. But Muslims, in my experience, have not fallen away from faith, uh, uh, generally speaking, um, and so retain the sciences of the soul as well as which are now confirmed by the sciences of science. Yes. Uh, um, and so have, have something to share and give back to the communities, even to reawaken what they once had uh mm. of their own so is it awakening the indigenous understanding but becoming from newcomers or not so newcomers now uh yes. who are bringing this message of reminder and renewal yeah. and revitalization in yes. this holistic and, way so i think and, this would be the role of muslims in the west if they choose to do it absolutely i i, I agree with you that we've got to give 
back something to the West. West has given us beautiful homes. It's given us nice cars. It's given us the comfort uh, of our material uh, comforts. But mm. what can we give back? And I think this is what we can do. You're right. And mm. how do we do that? Well, mm. by having good family lives, by having good relationships, by showing that, you know, socially we can get on with one another. We've got strong social bonds. Uh, we've got social societies. You know, we know how to mediate, reconcile. We know how to overcome our social problems, family problems. We can live together as good human beings. Because, you know, Britain has nine million um, people who are uh, in solitude and are lonely. You know right. that, that is you know who yeah. live alone, uh, and and uh, you know that's a very big you know number, uh, and we've got to say no. Look, we've got to encourage families uh, and and keep the families together and strong and, and be loving and caring. Yes, we have a great deal to give. To be honest, yes, fantastic. Well, um, I, I'm very much uh, grateful for uh, your time and your expertise and sharing these marvelous scientific insights into what the Quran has already been. Uh, telling us, of course, and uh, just confirming another confirm a scientific confirmation of the Quran. Uh, in, in a new way, we usually hear about the other scientific confirmations of uh, the Quranic descriptions of natural phenomena in the world, the expanding universe, you know, the, the, the way the salt and the fresh waters are not mixing, uh, description of the embryo, etc. But this is a new uh, and exciting take on, uh, on this, uh, which is actually very uh, spiritually enriching rather than oh isn't it remarkable the Quran talks about natural phenomena accurately yes but this uh, has a more transformative uh, and deeper impact uh, probably than those uh, than those facts I think and it's very contemporary and okay. it's the new neuroscientists and yes inshallah I hope and our young people actually most Muslim young people actually go into sciences and technology these days mm -hmm. Um, yeah, right. mostly. So I, I think it's very attractive uh, to see that, uh, you know, religion is about helping us flourish in our lives. Mm. Uh, and um, here is the evidence for it, you know, for your well-being. Uh, and, and now that, you know, we'll be, inshallah, living long lives <laughs> into our 90s, most of us, uh, we do need to ensure that, you know, uh, we are healthy and, 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 and uh, well uh, so that, you know, we can uh, be of benefit still to um, the society at large. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much again, uh, Dr. Hussain, for your time. And hopefully we will one day uh, see you again back on Blogging Theology, inshallah. So thank you. Till next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co 